ladies and gentlemen. Let's make sure that I have this thing public. Why don't we do that? <laughs> we'll be chatting for 20 minutes. Hey everybody, welcome to the Daily Hi-Fi Show. Uh, tonight, I am your host, Ron from NRD, New Record Day. Glad to have you guys on board. And uh, for the show tonight, I've got these uh, these hoodlums here, starting with uh, top right, Michael, youth man. What's going on, guys? We've got bottom left there. We got Chana, techno dad. That's right. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I'm dying, dude. What the, all I said was two words. Come on. I know. Uh-huh. I'm going to like wonder what kind of call-in this thing is, man. <laughs> she knows. Like, With that background music. Do, do, I know, man. man. I know. Do, Sounds like that late night, you know, call me. <laughs> <laughs> we deliver Taco Bell, too. That's right. <laughs> and then last but not least, ladies and gentlemen, the man himself, the legend. He is Joe. in the house. Joe from Joe and Tell. What's up? This music, Ron. Man, it's feeling like that. Hey, what happened to the music? It was feeling like blonde oh, girls, you, blonde you girls, vibe. purple girls, whatever you I like. Love it. That's what it's feeling like right there. What's you guys up? like you guys like old school like R and B and soul? I love this kind of yeah. music. I just play this all day. I love it. That's what I listen to. All right. Well, guys, uh, yeah, this, so this is it, uh, the Daily Hi-Fi Show. And uh, just to kind of get you guys caught up to speed, since I haven't done this on my channel for a while, um, what this is is this is my homies here uh, hanging out with me for the evening, hanging out with you guys for the evening, and we're here to help, right? And so essentially what we would um, ask of you guys is to engage with questions, throw questions our way. And uh, we also have a phone number here which is 818-237-3030. And that number works. That's not that's not going to Pizza Hut. So you can give us a buzz. <laughs> and uh, Joey, my man, will pick up the phone, and you'll be live chatting with us, and we can just answer any questions that you have. Um, so, yeah. How are you guys doing? H- how's your how's your week in Hi-Fi? Why don't we start with uh, Mike? What's your week like, uh, Ben, in Hi-Fi here? Oh, man, I've been in the weeds like, Man, just trying to figure out what's my next step because literally I've got so much product in and plus I've got my other business and web design and development, two really big projects. Um, just literally trying to go, okay, run from this project to that project. So just got some new theater seats in today from Valencia. So I'll be getting those on the channel here in the next probably couple of weeks. And uh, nice. man, it's just one thing after another, man. New seats. I'm jealous. Yeah, nice. wish nice. I had a place to put some seats. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm getting there's. They want to send me three more models, so oh, it'll be nice. quite a few. That's they actually amazing. made. Um, I went to their website a few months mm-hmm. ago, and they've got some really cool new designs. So yeah, yeah. So they want to. They've sad. got the the Valencia console, so it's mm-hmm. basically like my front seats instead of the um, Oxford console. So they made a version of Valencia, which is a, a step up from the Oxford. So, but it's got a console in the center. Um, so yeah, man. So it's just running, 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 dude. But just having a blast, bro. Having a blast. Looking Great. at oh, well, never mind. I'll, I'll share that later. China, what do you got going on this week, man? <clears throat> uh, this week, I'm trying to wrap up my my review on the uh, Martin Logans. Mm. 
Why do you want to say that, man? <laughs> I gotta get mine done too. No, 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 no. The ESLs, not oh, the yeah. um, not the motion series. Yeah. The, okay. The other ones. He's got the fancy ones. The, they are, and I'm like, I don't want to like plug these things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Move them out of the way, but yeah. uh, there's plenty of uh, new clips in house that I've never heard before. I've yeah. seen in pictures. Um, but uh, yeah, and uh, I think uh, uh, some. Something about um, Elac, Elac. I think I got an Elac delivery oh. the other day. So. Hey, did you did you guys see uh, Joey's Instagram picture of of his like room with all those boxes? Like, oh what, yeah, what life is like being. Oh my goodness, speaker of your yeah. You guys, I, know what I, think, like. I think it was under all the boxes. Like, where did Joey go? Where did he go? <laughs> you know what that's like? Just a bunch of boxes. And the funny thing oh, is, nice. you, let's say you have a pile of boxes. Like, oh man, this is a lot, right? When you open it up, it doubles up, right? Because you take the product out, so yep. now you have double the space. Oh yeah, that's hilarious. Taken up, so it's kind of hilarious. Um, I just finished my review of the Elac debut reference speakers. I like them a lot. Yeah. I have all my notes yeah. here that I can, I can put away. I don't need these the anymore. The magic is back. The magic is back. I like that one. That's done. Um, yeah, I ha I saw a question in the comment asking if I heard the uh, the drop. THX Pandas uh, headphones, and I did. That's what I went over to uh, Brent Butterworth's house to check out for okay. a written review. So I got a chance to check those out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You Ron? do you tell what? Do you tell what? Oh. Did you you dig them? Um. You know, I it, he didn't even tell me what they were. Right. He's like, check these out, and they don't really have any labels on them. So I asked him afterwards, "Hey, what are these?" And then he told me. And then I yeah. went online. I saw like everybody's reviewing them, right? Like they're mm. like the new hotness. So I didn't give them like the greatest review. I didn't think they were okay. bad or. But the first thing was they felt heavy, and okay. that's not something I love if it's supposed to be like for portable use. So that's my first impression. Was like, man, these are heavy. Like these have a ridiculous battery life, and they do. Um, but I have some PSB. Uh, what are they? M four U eights. Mm -hmm. And I like those. So mm -hmm. how about you, Ron? Mm -hmm. What are you up to? Yeah. So um, editing for Tuesday Tech Talks for tomorrow. And then um, I will be headed to Texas uh, actually at the end of the week. It'll be the very first time that I get to meet Danny Ritchie in person, which is pretty cool. So I'm going to be hanging out with him and my brother. Um, and then I, I have, I'm pushing myself to finish another review before I go. And that review would be the NADM 10. So I'm pushing, pushing, pushing to get that out before I leave. So super excited for that one. Before you leave, where are you going? You said Texas. Texas. Oh, yeehaw. Yeehaw. Yeah. 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 So we leave Thursday and I think we're there through Sunday. So yeah, looking forward to it. It'll be a fun trip. Is it cold nice. over there, Ron? Right. I have where, no idea where you're at. Where I'm at, we have a cold front that just came in, actually. You got um, that sweater on. I'm like, it's <laughs> be cold over there. Dude, my wife, she's like, no heater, nothing. Hmm. So I think she's trying to freeze me out. I don't know what her deal is. Well, it's kind of warm down here in Florida. I'm planning, no, it's like 18 degrees outside right now. 18? <laughs> Freaking I'm, cold, yeah. I'm planning to you, go to, to Minnesota, like I told you guys, uh, over the weekend, you know, for some family stuff. Yeah. And uh, we checked the weather and said a low of four. Oh, what? man. Yeah. <laughs> Here I Single am. I was, about to, I was about to say, yeah, it's 61 over here, guys. It's, it's pretty chilly. Like these candles are keeping me warm over here. <laughs> mm, that's <laughs> funny. Dude. You get that type of weather 
China, like four single digit weather. Yeah, it was sing. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And that, and it was 18 degrees. So that's like usually the hottest part of the day. Got it. Hey, we got a quick call from somebody I know. I'm going to take this just because I know who it is. Okay, cool. All right. We have, uh, let's see, what should we call you today? I guess we could call you polypeptide. Nope. <laughs> whoa, whoa. There's also, uh, did Joey questions. freeze? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Joey's completely frozen. I got cut out. What happened? Oh, oh. I, I can see your, your video is frozen, bro. Is I'm frozen? You're frozen. Yeah. Oh, wait, you oh, it was refreshing. There uh-huh. we go. I don't there know you go. You're All back. Right. All right. Internet. That was weird. Internet stuff. <clears throat> is somebody on the air or what? I, I um, Yeah, I am. Oh, there you go. There you go. There you go. It's all your fault. Yeah. It's your fault. <laughs> you the, broke the internet, man. Yeah, it is. It's gone. All right. Yeah, I know. I know. It's my fault. What's up, man? Uh, uh, I wanted to... I already talked to Joe about this before. I just wanted to let uh, Youthman know... Um, I had a, a, the option earlier this uh, last week to trade out my Heresy 3s and uh, my own Walsh's for a pair of Klipschla Scala's, the original ones. And I, I had everything measured out in my living room and everything, and it just yeah. didn't fit. It just didn't work out. A little big, aren't they? Mm. Yeah, I was so sad. I see all your, <laughs> all your videos of them and stuff, and I was so excited. To do yeah. this, and uh, and I measured them out, and they literally just don't fit in my living room. Wow. That's so sad. Did you get a chance to check them out in yeah. your space, though? No, I, I listened to them. They're at a store, actually. I listened okay. to them there, and they sound gotcha. absolutely crazy. They're good, nice. But uh, so they had the original fit here, here, right? Yeah, yeah, they had the original ones. They were in mint condition too. Yeah. Uh, apparently, the guy bought them. Uh, like in the '90s, and then put them in his basement and didn't use them at all. They he, wow. he threw blankets over them and didn't use them because he had kids or something. <laughs> wow. So yeah, I'm I'm a bit sad, but I, I thought stinks, I'd just man. throw that out there because Youthman's got all yeah. those uh, awesome clips, and I'm so jealous. <laughs> Thanks, man. That's awesome. They've been, they've been a blast. Yeah. I had somebody ask me just was it I think it was earlier today. They emailed me and they said, hey. I've got a chance to buy a pair um, and, you know, should I? And I'm like, well, yeah, I mean, that's a no brainer, you know, <laughs> but uh, they were just asking, you know, since I've reviewed a ton of things, have I ever considered other speakers? And of course I have, they just happen to work really well in my setup. It's hard for me to have like tower speakers behind my screen when the, you know, I'm, they're sitting on a riser that's three feet up in the air. So a real tall tower isn't going to work you know, real good in my setup. Yeah. So, you know, maybe yeah. something with an MTM, kind of like a, a woofer, a tweeter and a woofer that would work really well back there. Short speakers would work something like, you know, the, um, MNKs that, that Chana reviewed a while back, something like that. It's just got a real small kind of lower profile where the, the tweeter or the horn is. So cool, man, man. I hate yeah. that it didn't work out for you. Yeah, I'm a little bit disappointed, but I'm glad I got to hear them. They were that was absolutely fantastic. They were so you, great. So you said you already sold the Heresy threes? No, I've got the Heresy threes, okay. uh, and I love them. This. But they okay. were they were willing to trade those and Ohm Walsh's that I've got for sure. the wow. Scholars. Okay. So yeah. FYI, this is the guy who helped us out, uh, China. 
at the show. Remember, he was helping us out in the room. Oh yeah, flew yeah, yeah, him in. yeah. We flew him in from New York. Yeah, that was me. Yeah, that's oh, him. Oh, what's up? Dude? Yeah, that How was you me. Doing? It's good. <laughs> yeah, man. So uh, I saw that yeah. you know you sh- you sent me a picture that you have the debut reference, right? Or was that somewhere else? Uh, I I was listening to him at a store. Those are fantastic. All right, cool. So I'm glad you think so as well, because you're pretty critical. Yeah, I uh, I was actually there with one of my friends who who had never been he had never been to my house, so he'd never heard any good speakers before, uh, and he listened to those, and he was like, "Yo, I think I need a new pair of speakers." <laughs> there you Are go. Are these good? <laughs> and, and we were there for like a half an hour, and when we left, I was like. If you're spending six hundred bucks, like I can't imagine what else I'd buy. <laughs> yeah, they're they're very good. Yeah, man. Well, it's good to have you on here. Hopefully, we'll uh, we'll have a show and we can get some uh, some budget audiophile guys in there. Heck yeah, he's also a moderator yeah, over there so. at uh, Budget very Audiophile cool. with me. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Well, thanks for the call, man. Cool, man. Yeah. All right. Thanks for chatting. Yeah, Enjoy absolutely. the show. Good talk, and and, and talk. also, I want to just give him a quick shout out. He's just started doing. I think he did your first YouTube review video of some uh, Bowers and Wilkins speakers. Yeah. Go ahead and plug that. What I is, did. Yeah. What's your channel, bro? Hey, Ron, it's, put it up uh, on the Poly end. Reviews. Poly Reviews. Just search for Poly, Poly Reviews. Poly. P O L L Y. Yep. Because my name. No, P O L Y. P O L Y. Gotcha. Poly reviews. I'll uh, I'll make a comment. I'll say hello there in the go. chat. So you uh you see who I am. There you go, man. All right. Poly well, reviews. we'll talk to you in a bit. Yep. Yeah. You too. Awesome. See ya. Awesome. Bye. Take, Take care, care, man. Bye. Hey, this is a good time. So one of the things that we uh that we try to do here with the Daily Hi-Fi Show is if there's you know specific questions that are common that we, you know, that we feel that we get, um, we want to be able to answer those questions and that way it's out there for everybody to, you know, to hear our answers to those questions. But at the same time, there might be questions that, you know, that we come up with that we're thinking about. And I, this is just a perfect, perfect segue of a question that I have always wanted to ask, um, youth man, what's up, I'm going to go ahead and show it on the banner. What do you love so much about the Ah. scholars? Very cool. What? That's a that's a, a good question. Yeah. So all right. So kind of going back to my story of the Lascalas, um, I've owned a ton of clips over the years, and I've owned some of the heritage speakers, um, like the older Forte twos. I had some chorus twos, um, and some people don't even really consider those true heritage. Um, you know, they're looking at the K horns, the Lascalas, and that sort of thing, and in the uh, Cornwalls. But there was a guy that that popped up local and he had them listed. I think he had a pair listed for maybe like 800 bucks. Now that's a good price for the Lascalas. Typically they're going to sell for about 1200 bucks each. Yeah. I'm sorry for a pair. Mm. Sometimes even more 1500. I've seen them go up as maybe as high as 2000 for the original Lascalas. You know, of course the newer Lascalas, they're way on up. They're like 6,000 a piece. So it's pretty expensive. So I bought them literally just to, out of curiosity, I'd heard them one other time, was blown away with it. The guy had, I think he had a like an IB set up, basically like an infinite baffle to where he was using, I think his attic as the back end of the subwoofer enclosure. So, but I'd heard them one time and I've just always been the guy that says, 
I want to hear speakers in my own home with my own ears connected to my own gear so I can make my own, you know, assertion of what these sound like to me and be able to share that with whether it's on a Facebook group or in a community or on my YouTube channel. So I literally bought them uh, or I didn't even buy them at that point. So we began to talk about, um, you know, this negotiation deal and long story, even longer than what I've already made it. Um, <laughs> he was, he basically was wanting to downsize. He wanted a smaller home or was moving to a smaller home, didn't have room for it. And he said, do you have any speakers you'd be willing to trade for them? And I said, I don't have any speakers right now that I'd be willing to, to even sell other than a pair of KG one, no, 3.2s. So they're not that, I mean, they're okay. They're, I paid like a hundred bucks for the things. So I ended up trading him the, he loved the way they sounded. He said, these will be perfect. I'm moving into just a small mobile home. Don't have a lot of space. I just want something that sounds decent. Mm. And so um, I ended up giving the guy, you know, think back, I gave him $400 and traded the um, KG one point or 3.2s for the La Scalas. And so wow. I'm just thinking, okay, <clears throat> I needed to it to be just such a dumb deal because I had no desire to keep them. Yeah. I'm just thinking, I, I don't want to lose money on this deal. I really don't want to spend, did, you know. Did I miss out on it? I'm sorry to interrupt, but did you did, yeah. did you say why you love them a lot? So I'm getting there. <laughs> oh, okay, sorry. I Because yeah, I was messing no. with something. People so, were trying yeah. to call as you were saying it. So we're just, yeah. we're just peeling back the layers, Joey. You oh, don't got yeah, so, this. Got and it. so here, and it ties in with exactly what Ron is saying and his question, because I get these in and I had no desire to keep them. I mean, at that time, my view of the La Scala's, they look dated. They look, you know, um, old. And yeah. I just beat up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't feel like I'm a, you know, I feel still kind of young in my years and uh, I'm not, at, I'm not at that stage where I want vintage or like even really like vintage. I like, you know, just a modern appeal. Sure. So I get them in my room and I had the Eclipse RF83s and I played them and I'm like, what am I hearing, dude? Yeah. You know, the bass. I can see it in your smile. Seriously. I'm dead serious. You're just like, what is happening? Yeah. It was, it was, it was bizarre. I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> here's here's what I was hearing. Now clips are, are known for being, you know, very clear, very dynamic. Sure. But these the mid-range horn on this thing is gorgeous. Yeah. Not in uh, aesthetics, but just the sound. Just beautiful. The, the mid-range horn is phenomenal. Um just super super crisp, super detailed, um wow. just every, every nuance. The bass honestly they didn't compare to what I had. Sure. There's, I've heard that about the La Scala's. Like, it's yeah. not crazy yeah. thunderous bass. You're not going to no. get that. Yeah. Not at all. The bass that it does produce is incredibly clean. Yeah. And it sounds very good. Okay. That's, that's that whole foreign. Oh, my goodness. It is the folded horn that allows you to do that. Yeah. yeah. So very low, very low distortion. So it sounds good. Um, yeah. And then, but really what sold me is I'm like, okay, so for a home theater, I just don't see myself getting a, like a, an Academy speaker. I've had one of those. These are amazing speakers, La Scala. So they need like a quality center channel. So the only obvious choice is a third La Scala. Yeah. But who's going to sell me a third La Scala? I mean, that's just, mm. I mean, that just, it's not going to happen. So I threw it out on the clips forum. 
And I say, hey, guys, I just bought a pair of these. I love the way they sound. Don't really care the way they look, but they sound phenomenal. And I said, for me to keep them, I really am going to need a third center. Uh, yeah. It just doesn't make sense for me to have these two amazing speakers and then throw like a reference, you know, yeah. speaker with them. So there was a guy probably within like a week, somebody replied and said, I have three of them and I'm selling a pair of them to a guy here local. And I've got um, a single I'd be willing to sell f to you. Wow. I went, okay, cool. Well, how much? He said 300 bucks. That's, and I about, oh, that, that's, that's I just fell out. Yeah. I about fell what? out. Oh my, what the heck? What? And so talking about the youth man deal, like this is a story of my life, guys. <laughs> I, I don't make this stuff up. And on top of that, super cool guy. I'd known him for years in the clips community. And he said, Michael, he said, actually, I'm going to be down. I'm like, how are we going to get this down here? Cause it's going to cost a couple hundred dollars just to ship that thing. It's yeah. massive. It's got to come on a freight. And he said, uh, I tell you what, he said, I've actually got a, um, not a meeting, but basically I, I've got something that's going to be probably within an hour of you. How about I just bring them down to you? I'm like, dude, so Billy drove them down from North Carolina, drove to, to Florida. That is bonkers. Came, <laughs> hung out. I never even hooked them up. I that's didn't crazy. Eat, I knew exactly what they sound. Here's the crazier thing. They look almost identical. Wow. Like, literally wow. looking that at all three strange. of them. It's like they just have, they look like they were meant to be $300. So, huh? That's because you're a yeah. good dude, man. Good things come to yeah. good people. I yeah, think. I try, man. That's right. So, but, but going back to your, your answer or your question, I ended up selling those three speakers, the ones that I had, the RF83s mm. and then the center channel, the RC64, because especially with three of them in a row, blue, having Game a over. Scala yeah. as a center channel mm -hmm. just, annihilated that rc yeah. before it yeah. was crazy kind of um, like the way joey sounds with that new microphone he's got yeah, oh, man, yeah. similar to that yeah. smooth smooth oh, yeah so, yeah so smooth. that was a long story but but i don't know man it was just it, it just worked out and like i said i had no desire to keep them but they they impressed me enough that i was willing to look beyond the aesthetics of it because yeah. they were they were kind of you know dated and old school I guess is what well, I would call them. They're also well, behind, they're behind your screen, screen, right? Yeah, I yeah. get that, but I still like lifting that screen up. You know, <laughs> I, <literally, laughs> I, I bet. <laughs> I mean, I, I want to show them off every once in a while. People come in my theater, right. I'm like, he's a horny oh, dude. That's cool, man. I'm like, <laughs> show those horns. <laughs> you know, it sounds to me that part of it is is the story behind it too, right? Yeah. Yeah. The whole story behind it, and seems like you know that adds to the appeal, yeah. right? So, I get it. And this guy loved them, man. He 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 truly enjoyed them, and um, but like I said, he just he didn't have the room for them. So, but yeah, if you ever, I'm serious, guys, if you ever get a chance to hear little scholars, go listen to them. Um, especially Ron with music. Oh yeah. my goodness, man, you'll be blown away. Yeah, two channel because that's really what they're designed. And yeah. which is kind of weird because I never thought that you could use, you know, something that was really designed for two channel for home theater. I didn't know you could do that in, you know, home theater, like the heritage are known for being two channel, but I'm telling you guys, it's phenomenal. Um, having three identical speakers across the front for home theater. That's awesome, man. Very cool.
All right, guys, that's going to wrap up the show tonight. We're done. That was uh, oh, this was story time by my. <laughs> was like three hours right there, man. <laughs> I didn't know how time, it lasted. <laughs> all right, Joey, you're up. Oh, that leads directly yeah, into what you just said. That you said those Lascalas sounded good yeah. for uh, two channel, mm-hmm. and that's the question yeah. I had: is are home theater speakers good for two channel stereo and vice versa? Awesome. Are, are, is it specialized you know one's better for the other how does that work out um so i asked this i don't i don't have an answer i just i just came up with a question yeah <laughs> cool <laughs> so um, you guys in the chat if you've got some answers to that what do you think yeah you know, our home theater speakers can you use those for two channel can you use two channel speakers yeah do we buy into the idea that speakers are designed specifically for music listening or are they specifically designed for home theater that's an interesting question, you know. You know, I think Chana, you'd you'd have a good answer for that answer for that because you have had like those M and Ks that look like they they don't look like they're made for two channel at all. They look like they're specifically right. for a theater, not even like a home theater as much as like like for a legit theater. Theater, yeah. <laughs> so um, how would how do those work for music? Um, they sounded good in a two point one. I mean, they're gonna sound good, and when I had them. They were just set up for like regular TV listening. And man, some of those like TV show soundtracks are just booming. I'm like, oh gosh, like what's what's happening? And then then, then it gets all quiet for the like dialogue or whatever. Mm. Um I think they were a little overkill for everyday speakers because I had nine tweeters staring at me. Mm. You know, so if you're if you're just having like and that was just TV watching where everything's coming in through direct TV, it's like 5.1, right? AC3. Yeah. Um if you're doing a two channel, I did unplug the center to to listen to everything two channel. That was more um, bearable. I mean, it wasn't a bad thing. It was just like somebody put in the in the chat here: garbage in, garbage out. You know, when you watch TV and like listen to like music, those things are totally different. And then when you get into movies, that's also different. So from my perspective, you know, having the right tool for the job is definitely a good thing. I think you can. Definitely use home audio speakers for home theater, but sure. I think maybe there are times when you cannot use a home theater speaker or or not cannot, you can use it, but your experience won't be as good for two-channel listening on some of those dedicated theater speakers. Yeah, it's interesting, man. I'll uh, I'll jump in here. So I would say, you know, I'm thinking about like my I'm I'm gonna talk specifically about subwoofers. I don't think that my, as much as I love them, my, you know, H-frame open baffle subwoofers, if I took, if I drag those over to Chana's house or Youthman's house and we get them set up in his home theater, I think that if we were to be playing back all these movies, they would probably not be all that impressive. They're not going to do some of the things that some of these big boy subs with ports can do. They don't have that, that, that crazy extension and that, That you know, that that impact. Yeah. Thank Mm -hmm. you. Um, so I would say that I would say that more so than just, you know, regular speakers, I could see where subs for sure, for sure. I think that there are subs that are going to do better in a home theater environment Mm -hmm. than they would in a music playing, um, Mm -hmm. environment, but with other, you know, with, you would think that if a speaker is designed well, that it would perform well in both Mm -hmm. applications. But I think that I'm going to agree with you as well, China, it might sound like I'm contradicting myself that maybe just based on the design, it's just going to excel at one thing versus right, the right. other. Sure. 
Like I it'll mean, work, but it, some's gonna excel. Yeah. Like those those M and K specifically, they um, their frequency response is seventy five. Mm-hmm. That's that's as low as it goes because they just yeah. know like it's going to be used with the subwoofer. Sure. Whereas you can have some bookshelf speakers like the Demand D11s that actually went pretty low and just running at two channel full range. You know, I was I was pleasantly surprised. You know, those bookshelves handled the bass in a good way um because the bass was you know way below uh way below that but uh, they had a nice natural roll off and you know nothing sounded like there wasn't any chuffing obviously um because there's no port on those but it you know there's no bottoming out there's no nasty mm-hmm. you know, kind of yeah. situations when the big How's bass would hit <laughs> I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to hear that again. Right? Oh, yeah, like, Mike, what is that all Mike. about? So, all right. So it sounds to me that that home theater is meant to play louder. Is that safe to say? Like at, at certain, like maybe peak volume, like louder peaks. So typically, home theater you want to have it. Um, I think it's seventy-five to like what is it? Peaks of one hundred and five. Mm, yeah, one hundred five or one hundred ten. Like that's so kind like, of like where the range is to that's what they call kind of reference. Yeah, the right. THX reference is like I think it's 80 for like regular stuff and then peaks of 105. Yeah. Somewhere do, you, there. do you go past 105, Michael? Be honest. Me? Yes. Never. I've never okay, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I know you do. No, honestly, like for normal listening level, I don't like crank it. Okay. I'm on my receiver or on the pre pro, I'm usually at about negative twenty, maybe negative fifteen. Do you guys so, use decibel meters when you're like, do you guys actually use decibel meters to see no. how loud things are? I have before. Like when I'm doing subwoofers, I've got them in my videos. Yeah. You know, okay. so sometimes it'll hit 100 and I think normally like about as loud as I get is about 110. Wow. Know, maybe 112. It's loud. Like, peaks, wow. like big peaks do 110. Okay. No, it's like, I mean, every time the bass hits, it's hitting, you know. <laughs> okay. yeah, a lot. Would it be safe to say that home theater is assuming that? you are going to be using subs, whereas two-channel, you may, may not use Correct. subs, that was right? So yeah. they might yeah. be using some full-range speakers, whereas yeah. you wouldn't even consider using some full-range speakers for home theater, right? If you want a good home theater, you you have to use subs, right? I think so. Almost always. You know? Even the most expensive two-channel mm-hmm. setups probably aren't going <clears> to <throat> have that low-frequency extension that you I might mean, want, we, like that those 10 hertz... <laughs> tones that you're you're looking at michael right i was i was playing the um i was reviewing i think when i first got the i think it was the rf sevens and so the version three and so they play really loud they've got great bass extension um some thought oh man this will be cool i'm just i just want to see what they can do without a subwoofer and so i ran them full range i don't remember what i was listening to but there was a point it didn't sound good i was like oh wow Okay, now yeah. I see why you really need to hand off those lower frequencies to a subwoofer because that's what they're designed to do. Right, right. right. Let the tower, some guys, you know, they get hung up on, you know, if I if I set a crossover, if I set my, my mains to small, I'm not getting what I paid for. I paid for big speakers. I paid for, you know, these big woofers, and now they're not being utilized. And that's just not true. Yes, they're not utilizing those really, really low frequencies, but they're still being utilized. And actually yeah. I think they sound better when they don't have to dig as low. I, I guess yeah. the reason why I came up with this question was 
<clears throat> on my speaker leaderboard, I was trying to figure out where to place these debut reference speakers. Yeah. And I had to figure out if they were above or below the SVS uh, Ultra bookshelves, mm-hmm. which are a thousand bucks. They're more expensive, right? Right, sure. And for me, it was more about the fact that I like to listen to a lot of two channel stuff. Mm-hmm. And for two channel, these had more bass. Whereas the SVS, I think, would excel more in that home theater scenario. And that makes sense. I think SVS, I think about more of a, a home theater brand with their subs. And even when they do demos, a lot of times, you know, at shows, it's they're demoing, uh, you know, movies and stuff like that. So that's just to qu- kind of qualify where I place these, which I place mm-hmm. these above the ultras just because that's my personal preference, right? I tend yeah. to listen to a lot of two channel music and I appreciate a speaker that can hit a little bit lower. So anyway, that's it. Even that's cool, man. Now. That's cool. D- David Stevens says he likes to play his at 130 DB in his room. No, man, <laughs> not for me. That's, that's a crazy that, loud. Yeah, that's a little that's, tough. Yeah. That's loud, dude. I, I mean, mean, just be real careful guys. I mean, I love bass. I love loud music, but please be careful, man. This is oh. in my, this is attached to my pants. And they are mm, earplugs. Ear, earplugs in a little metal case. Yeah. Nice. Be and careful, are, guys. Seriously. All of my um, um, live music events, yeah. I wear earplugs. Yeah. Hey, Chana, now that you got the floor here, bro, what speaker should I buy first? Well, that's a question I get asked a lot of the time. So uh, it would depend on your budget. Um, and a lot of people... I made a video about this years ago and I see a lot of people still saying the center channel, buy the center channel first. I'm like, why would you on earth would you do that? Um, I would say go with your left and right and then, you know, uh, figure out if you're piecemealing your speakers and don't have enough money, mm-hmm. right? If the budget is tight, um, figure out if you're going to go with a bookshelf and satellite or subwoofer or satellites and subwoofer versus a pair of towers. Okay. That's what I'd say. Go f- go first with and then from there what would you, know, you buy next th- then i'd fin- i'd fill out the front stage with center channel like if you went towers maybe you can go with the center channel instead of a subwoofer because towers you can probably you get 30 forward. you know 40 hertz and then get the subwoofer after or if you're going bookshelves you know get yourself a subwoofer then a center channel mm-hmm. um and that's I. I would I would try to fill out the front stage because it's also easier. There's no um, wiring speakers around the room, um, having to get approval, you know, mm-hmm. from uh, whoever you're living with. Yeah, you know, wife, mistress, you know, younger brother, whatever. I don't know. Um, mistress. <laughs> it took me a second. I was like, <laughs> I was like there's nothing. There's nothing. <laughs> mistress. Not, not gonna catch that one. All right. Um. So yeah. So yeah, that's what I would do, Ron. I would make, you know, go with the front, uh, you know, left and right, and then fill out Mm -hmm. the front stage. If you're trying to achieve uh, more clarity, maybe if you watch a lot of TV, you don't need the surround sound, um, but just to have, you know, just Mm -hmm. uh, the vocals have a nice place to sit. So I think what Chana is saying is the first speaker you should buy is a Bluetooth speaker is what he said. (laughs) That's his answer. (laughs) And put them up right on the ceiling. And put the uh, earplugs in while you're listening. So that's what I got out of that oh conversation. Oh my goodness! Yeah. See, Polly reviews asks: Once you have left and right, would you get a sub next or center? It would depend on if, you know, my left and right were bookshelves, 
and I wanted more base, then I would go with the sub. If uh, that wasn't the case, if they're fine on the base, then I would go with the center for more clarity. You know, it's funny. Mm. Like, do you guys really feel like you're missing out on a lot of dialogue? Because I feel like when you have the left and right just set up just right, I feel like I get a good center image. Like, I don't yeah. feel like I'm getting like Ooh. I'm losing out on a bunch of dialogue when I have it set up that way. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. No. It's, well, it's just it's what they call a phantom center. You know, it's basically like a false or a fake center. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you can, it can work that way. I just think a dedicated, especially an LCR would still blow away a, uh, a phantom center. Well, I think what I'm saying, so here's, here's a good argument, right? Mm-hmm. Is yeah. in two channel, in the two channel world, you're really striving for a strong center image, right? Sure. That's correct. You do, yeah. you do a lot to make sure yeah. that that center image is very mm-hmm. realistic, that it sure. sounds like there's a third speaker there, right? Right. Yep. Um, whereas maybe with home theater, you're like, you know what? I'm just going to place the left and right where they go because I'm, the center is just going to be there, right? Yeah. You're not working so hard to right. try to right. aim those. Mm-hmm. That's what I've found. Yeah. Anyway, that's kind of interesting, right? Well, yeah. yeah. I, you know, it's it's like that for me right now with the Martin Logans it, because we don't sit straight on to the TV like entertainment section. Mm-hmm. There's like right. an angle. Sure. And so with those Martin Logans, trying to get a center image out of them took a while. And I finally got it. And then when I put in the center channel, uh, it was like magic. It like totally fixed any issues I had with mm. my messed up room and the way, you know, the angle in which we sit. So I was, it was better in my room uh, with my setup to get, um, to use the center channel to get a better image. Mm. So I yeah. think it all depends. I, I, I know for a fact, uh, you know, if you have a pair of like Wilson audios, getting a third one <laughs> kind of out of the question you know and if you had plugged in all the new nad stuff has uh hdmi arc so if you plugged your tv into any of the new hd um nad uh units you could just watch your tv on your two channel system and if you again don't have a room for a th- third like mike has a third la scala having a third wilson sabrina is probably out of the budget and <laughs> not even considered you know my man, oh my uh, Brian Frober. Yeah, I think that's how he said. So he's saying center channel is separating the dialogue via AVR. Two channels blends the center, and that is true. And I think that really is going to be based on the mix, right? So if the the down sample down down mix, what is it? What is the what's the proper term for that? When it either way, when it mixes, when it mixes uh, the surround in the two channel, channel, right? they should make sure that that dialogue does not get lost in there, right? So that's right. their responsibility to make sure right. that that there is a good phantom center when you, you're only using two speakers. So maybe it's a, if it's a bad mix, maybe you're not going to get that, right? Um, I mean, the advantage, of wonder- course, is you can turn up the dialogue on the center channel when you're using an AVR if you need to. So you can do yeah. it separately. I just wonder, so like if you have three speakers up front, you have a dedicated channel for the left, a dedicated channel, like content going to that center speaker, dedicated content going to the right speaker. And then, so now you're taking two speakers and downsampling that center channel or, you know, mixing it out to your left and right. I just wonder how, how believable that is. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yes, you're hearing it from the center, but is it accurate? You know, 
are you here? You know what I'm saying? Because well, three it's, separate it's, speakers. It's actually a little trick. You know, what's what's funny is uh, whenever I send out music to my mastering engineer and, you know, he'll listen to it and he said, hey, is there any way um, you can take the vocal out of the center? Mm -hmm. Because the kick and the and the snare need uh, room. They're to competing. Right. Yeah, they're mm -hmm. competing. So what I did is this little trick is I doubled the uh, vocal track. Mm -hmm. I pan one hard left, pan one okay. hard right, and when you sit in the center, it sounds like it's coming from the center. So there's okay. there's a lot of like mixing uh, tricks that'll trick your brain into thinking things are coming from different directions when it can be mm. uh, a different setup, like the one I just described. I sure, guess. some home home theater sorcery. Awesome. Let, yeah. let me yeah. let me provide a, an extreme example. Then let's say if you had a whole like if you had speakers all around you, right, like touching each other, like a circle <laughs> of speakers all around you. Is that going to sound more realistic than a properly set up two channel setup? Yeah. Keeping in mind that we have two ears, right? Right. Yeah, I don't think so. But yeah. again, I, I just I was just wondering, you know, how sound engineers specifically send content to each channel. You know. Yeah. So hmm, I mean, thought. most the most realistic to me still, as far as spatial uh, mm -hmm. awareness of sounds, is still binaural audio. Still sounds more realistic than any. Uh, mm -hmm. multi-channel atmos yeah. or anything like that still binaural is still the, the best amount of that's just asmr two. he watches tis, tis, tis. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness First we, should, we might have a call in here pretty soon it looks well, like you know uh, i have um i have these i actually muted the the call-ins because they were coming in pretty crazy and i wanted to make sure to answer um any of the questions that we had and then okay, we can sure. we can jump into that Okay, well then let's let's, let's knock it. mine out and we'll uh, we'll start taking some calls. Oh, that's right, you had a question. What you got, Ron? Let's hear it. I want to see what you guys think too. Okay. Yeah, is soundstage a magic trick, mm. or is Ooh. it tied to something technical that some speakers do better than others? Meaning, can we explain why a speaker does a better job with soundstage than another speaker? What do you guys think? Easy. I think it's all about the setup. Bro. You guys go first because I'm eating nuggets. <laughs> he's he's, like, he's going to find some answers. I'm, when we I'm, I'm, it's because. Hmm. So soundstage, and it's weird. We throw around a lot of terms, you know, soundstage imaging. So soundstage, are you referring to being able to kind of close your eyes and say, okay, I physically in my brain can imagine the singer singing right here. Um, and I can hear the guitarist playing over here on my left, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. you have that's exactly it. Is the speakers yeah. are not in the room, mm -hmm. you're left with a performance, yeah. you have depth, you have layering. Mm -hmm. Yes, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how they do it, you know. Um, there have been times in my brain, I mean, I can close my eyes and go, Holy cow, I'm not so sure I'm the greatest person at being able to tell you know, that depth, you know, and being able to hear, okay, I can physically in my brain see that this person was standing here and this background vocalist was behind them. I don't know if I could pick up that mm -hmm. kind of nuance. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. So does that, is that more in the speaker? Is it more in the, you know, the sound mixing of that? Because I'm sure that certain tracks are, Sure. And certain recordings are better at that and do a better job of that, but I don't know. Channel, yeah. what you say? What say ye, man? What say you? 
Techno um, dad. What you thinking, man? I mean, um, from a music <clears throat> mixing standpoint, we are trying to get you to a place where y- it sounds like you're listening to the show. Sure. That 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 is even in a studio setting, there are a lot of uh tricks that you can use, right? Um panning. Uh reverb actually um is what builds the depth of the actual sound, right? In a mix. Mm-hmm. So um I would always run three reverbs. I do a short reverb, right? Reverb meaning the little bit of echo after some sort of transient noise, whether it was like this, right? Quick reverb, right? Boom. Perfect. Perfect example. It's something quick. Um, vocals are going to be medium to long and any kind of piano, keys, keyboards, synthesizers, whatever, are going to have a hall reverb, which is going to be a really, really long reverb tail. And um, so like all the drums would be would be using the short reverb, the vocal would be using the middle reverb and middle meaning depth wise. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the long reverb will be for bigger instruments, strings, those that kind of have that kind of patty kind of sound. Um, and so the engineers will make sure to use those three things to add the depth, right? Mm-hmm. And then as far as the left and right and the spatialness of it, of like, oh, oh guitar is coming from right there. Bass is coming from right there. A lot of the times what they'll do is they'll pan certain instruments because they all come in mono, right? Guitar is a mono signal. Um, <clears throat> bass is a mono signal. vocals is a mono signal. They could do panning things to make sure that it fills up your 180 degrees, mm-hmm. you know? And the more the mixing engineer does that mm-hmm. on your end when you're hearing it the better it all is you know and if you have speakers that i think it's more of a setup if the speakers are set up like pulled forward into the room like ron says right in front of your couch or your sit you know right in front of your chair the best place for them. 10 feet off the ground you can touch them right yeah yes yes um i think if i think it's more of setup than it is speakers mm-hmm. um i know joe's setup of those little micas were phenomenal in that little room but and they were way away from the wall and mm-hmm. everything, man. Right. And you, you, it was like three feet away from the wall. Yeah. <laughs> and you could still see the, the base port firing. It's like yeah. moving, <laughs> moving the, uh, the little curtain, that curtain behind, behind it. it. Yeah. yeah. D- David That's Stevens, funny. I see that you're trying to say something. We're not accepting calls yet. We will in a second. So I know you want to jump in. I see. Yeah. You we'll, there. yeah. Hang up. tight, guys. Just hang tight. We appreciate your patience. We'll open yeah. up the lines here in just a minute. So that's what I think. Uh, this is a very uh, advanced question you have here, Ron. This is a, uh, you know, this is not one hundred and one. You're, you're no. asking the. This is like a three hundred and one. Yeah, you're asking some advanced this is stuff like here. Collegiate level here, man. This is. Yeah, I. A P N R D. Well, <laughs> well, it's good I'm here then to help you <laughs> yeah. out. So now that now that now that we got these clowns answers, let's hear it from Joe. <laughs> so I think uh, Chana. I agree. It's part of it is how it's recorded, right? So if it's not recorded, so that stuff sounds like it's going, you know, really far to the left or to the right. If it's not, if it's recorded in mono, it doesn't matter what you're going to do with those speakers, right? Yeah. So that's part of yeah. it. You were also referring to some tricks like uh, reverb that makes it sound like the room is bigger than it actually is because it's sure. tricking you into thinking that. Um. So, is it a magic trick, right? Magic mm. trick. Meaning it's partially yes, right? Partially yes. So 
perceiving anything in 3D, even visually, is a magic trick because you're seeing it with two eyes and then your brain is calculating the difference between what each one sees and then it produces a three-dimensional image, right? You're, a lot of it is in your brain. And same thing with your hearing is you're hearing something from the right and then from the left and then it's calculating the difference of how far, how long it's taking to get from one ear to the other, right? Yeah. And that's what's determining how far something actually is. So yeah, it's, a lot of it is a brain thing. Is that a magic trick? I don't know. That's up to you to decide whether that's a magic trick or not. Um, now, when it comes to home theater versus two channel, I think it's just two different approaches to it. So home theater's approach is, let's just, as many speakers as possible will allow us to help you pinpoint where yeah. something's right. supposed to be, sure. right? If it's supposed to be above you, all right, we'll just put it on that yeah, speaker. Yeah, we'll just put it up there, yeah. And the more speakers you have, the more, uh, you know, defined that can be. It's not over here, it's over here, you know what I mean? Yeah, sure. If you only have one, then it's just going to kind of be up there somewhere, right? Yeah, So that's precise. one approach. More speakers, um, more specific, uh, the placement. Mm -hmm. Now, two channels a little bit different because two channels relying only on two speakers now what you're trying to do is fix anything that could possibly be an issue, right? So you're trying to reduce the crosstalk like Polk is doing with the SDA, mm -hmm. right? So stuff that's only supposed to go through your left ear, like when Chana's right. engineering something, if that's getting to your right ear, then that's not what he meant. That's going to mess up his init initial uh, intent, right? So I think all you can do with two-channel is... Uh, play back what the the person who makes it is uh, intending. You can't make it better, right? If you did, then that's distortion, right? You don't want to change what he initially intended to happen. Um, so yeah, I think when it comes down to it, I think binaural is really the answer, is figuring out what does it sound like from the source, you know? So does that answer the question a little bit? Yeah, man. I, I loved all your answers. I think they're great. Thanks, guys. What do you I think? Appreciate it. Oh, I was just wondering what you guys thought. What do you? <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, you want to chime in want on to that. Answer his own question. You've just been making all these videos talking about that, so let's hear it. Yeah, no, I've been thinking about it a lot lately, and I think that you guys are right. I think that, um, I think that the experience, the experience of soundstage is certainly magical. So what you experience can definitely be magical. It is for me, and that's something I chase every single time. And I do think that it is directly tied to. Obviously, the room that the speakers are in and then how the speakers are set up inside of the room. But what I've been thinking about lately, that, and I don't know if I'm right here, but I'm wondering if there is something tied to, we hear about um, off-axis response and we hear about horizontal left and right off-axis response and how well a speaker can kind of spread its wings. But then you don't hear a whole lot about vertical off-axis. So this would be north and south. And... I've been wondering and thinking if it might be somehow also tied to that, meaning can we actually see, grab a, a sample of a bunch of speakers, and if a speaker is is better at horizontal off-axis to where things mm -hmm. don't crap out, you know, north and south as well vertical, does that speaker in the same position as speaker B, does it seem to have a more believable soundstage because it's able to reach further than the mm -hmm. other speaker can is what I've been thinking about. Hmm. And I don't know. Yeah, I, I think that that's so tricky though because you're 
can those speakers recreate something that the even the the artist didn't intend, right? If they weren't using those same exact speakers, if they if they mastered on headphones and they mixed it, right? Yeah. Are those special speakers like these perfect speakers that do everything perfectly? Are they going to do something differently than what he intended? Should they? Right. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't know. It's a good question. This is something I've been thinking about lately. So I I don't have the answer, and it's why I wanted to ask. I was looking for dialogue, and you guys nailed it. So yeah, it's a good question. Cool. Good conversation. Right. Hey, uh, who's in here in the chat who really wants to get in here? He wants to. He's gonna David tell us something Stevens. here. Let's go. Let's go. We're not afraid. I turned. <laughs> I turned. Off, I turned off. Do not disturb. Call in right now. Let's do it. Call in. He's about to tell like us Dave, something Dave, right now. David's got a lot of <laughs> a lot of comments, a lot of questions. Let's Let go. it rip. I'm curious to hear what he has to say about. Um, he had mentioned home Ready theater derived from the two channel, so I just don't see how that's possible. What home theater? Well, it used to be. So if right, you, and that's okay, what I said. Let's back go. In, here we got a we got a call Dolby here. Pro, back in Dolby Pro Logic, they were. All right, so you are on the air. What's your name and where are you calling from? Hey, this is Jesse. I'm in Orange County, California. Okay, so Jesse, Jesse what's all right. Up, what's up, Jesse? Not the same guy that we were talking yeah, to yeah. in the chat, but go ahead. Hey, Jesse, no, we're still excited yeah. you're calling in, brother. <laughs> yeah, right on. I appreciate it, guys. Thank you. Hey, uh, question, quick yeah. question. So, uh, you know, jumped into the game about a year ago. I've gone through about uh, four, maybe five sets of bookshelf speakers at this point. I uh, had two SBS subs, got my room, pretty figured out, I think. But um, I feel like, you know, I'm done playing around with, uh, like, let's say, sub $1,000 uh, bookshelf speakers. Uh, I actually briefly asked a question to Ron about this the other day, and I just want to kind of expand on that. Um, Ron, you asked me, what was I actually shooting for out of the speaker? And what yes. we didn't get to conversate about was... Uh, vocals i'm looking for vocals to feel like they are in your face in the room uh that really just uh holographic type of image um okay you know i've i've yeah that that's what i'm shooting for and just the the last part of this is uh you know i don't i don't want to spend a ton but i am at this point i know i'm invested enough into this uh you know journey here yeah. you know i don't have any problems if i need to go out and drop three to four grand on a pair of speakers that are going to blow me away. Um, Got it. Yeah. <laughs> Got I'm it. fine with bringing in one or two sets to audition in my own place and, you know, picking the better of the two or three or whatever. Um, so yeah, if it's, if my answer was vocals, what, what do I, where am I gravitating toward? He wants are you... some. Uh, Go I'm ahead, just... Joey. No, I'm just laughing because he said he doesn't want to play around with these sub thousand dollar ones. Like, I'm tired of, tired of these toys over here. He, he, he's ready to get serious about this, man. So, I gotta pick a pair I want to keep for a while. Hey, hey, Ron, what do you think yeah. about some um, some Harvest speakers or something like that for him? Mm. No, you know, vocals, okay, so vocals. You said vocals. Let's, let's talk about that. That's yeah. that's that is fair. Yeah. Um, if we're talking about the human voice and the way that the human voice sounds, if that is something that you are honed in on and that you are chasing, I don't think there are many audiophiles, two channel enthusiasts that would argue that heart that is 
the arena of many Harbeth speakers. So I would encourage you to audition those speakers. Um, okay. I had the, I've had the P3 ESRs. That's like the legendary speaker that has been around forever. Um, and I, I have to admit they certainly do vocals extremely well. Just understand this. Um, you will be okay. sacrificing other things. Mm-hmm. So there, there's always a compromise okay. with, you know, some speakers and, uh-huh. With those particular speakers, the P3 ESRs, they're a little bookshelf, and they can only do so much. Sure. Um, so okay. you have to take that into consideration. Um, you have. To- I, I gotta be. I gotta be honest with you, bro. I, I think, well, I, with the speakers that I've been recently listening to, a speaker that does that holographic center image that is just like reach out and grab. The Adantes, and yeah. if you can grab a pair of those right now, okay. bro. It, it's Man. time because they're being clarenced out. They're a <sighs> phenomenal yep. loudspeaker. So that would I be one that I would... a pair maybe a month or two ago. I saw they dropped. I think I saw a pair for like 14, 1500 bucks. I was like, <laughs> just get them and see what they do. And somehow I talked myself out of it. Dude, they're, <clears throat> they, they do that. And they're a more capable speaker than like the P3 ESR, meaning that they're going to reach much further up. Okay. And that's technically they're going to reach higher. The P3 ESR drops off like a rock, like at 15K. And the, um, the Adantes go out to like 30K, uh, something like that. And they're going to have more substantial base. So, All right. okay. It, I only recommended awesome. those just because you said vocals, like you kept saying yes. vocals. And I listened to yep. some. Th- I think it's just about their philosophy. So I listened to some, who was it? Falcon acoustics, uh, LS three, five A's. Yep. So they're based off the same kind of design, right? The British monitor. Yeah. And, and the whole, uh, idea, the whole concept behind it is, um, with the BBC, they were able to have artists there to compare how the speaker sounded to the actual person. They'll be like, all right, come back over here. All right. That's how it sounds. I can hear you. That's how it sounds. All right. Go back over there on the mic. Okay, Cool. It sounds the same on these speakers. We did a good job, right? And their focus, yeah. their their whole philosophy is: if you get the vocal sounding right, if you because that's what we're used to, right? It's kind of like one of those memory right. things. We know if a human voice sounds correct or not, right? Uh, a, a flute. I don't know. I don't know if that's the right right way it's supposed to sound, but <laughs> I know what voice is supposed to sound like. I'm very sensitive to that. Um, it's kind of like with vision, you have memory colors, like you know, skin tone is off, right? Or, uh, you know, if grass yep. is off or the sky is not the right type of blue. These are colors you're very familiar with. And so with voice, I think um, that's that's what they're really focused on getting. And with those um, LS-35As that I heard, they did something very different with vocals where it sounded like the cabinet itself was an instrument. So imagine how on a guitar you hear the wood like, right? The wood is actually doing something. Resonance, yeah. Right. It's kind of Wait, doing that. Go? It's almost like... Like when I'm talking, you there's some sound coming off of my chest area, right? Not just from my mouth. And that's kind of what the cabinet itself sounded like it was doing with those LS35As. I don't know if that makes any sense. But yeah. if you're into vocals, those are, <laughs> you might want to check, check those out just to have as another pair even. Jesse, right? do you do you ever make it out to the shows? Do you Is that an option for you to make it out to the shows? Like so the audio I shows? didn't get tuned in i didn't realize there were shows that passed right through my path here you know uh irvine orange county area la whatever long beach uh i didn't realize that until very late this past year i think it was actually when uh 
you guys headed off to Rocky Mountain Audio Fest, which that's now on my list because I love going out to Colorado anyways. Um, so I think I missed like the show uh, that was like last summer. Yeah. Um, I think there's one that I looked on the calendar. I actually re- remembered to look it up recently. So I think there's a show in Long Beach. I want to say in June. Yeah, it's called um, The Show. The home, uh, is it the, the show? Okay. Yeah, the home the entertainment show. show yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I figured since it's local, I can get to Long Beach in, you know, 20, 30 minutes. I figured, well, yeah. why not? Um, you know, to check out Dude. kind of a first experience. And, uh, yeah. Reason, the reason I mention it is, and I think the guys are going to agree with me, it's hard to figure out how a speaker is going to sound at the shows in every category. That is mm-hmm. difficult. But I think in terms of just what you're seeking and what you're looking for, I do believe you could go room to room and figure out at least create a checklist Roughly, of yeah, sure. this one I'm does vocals really this, yeah. well. well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One more I thing so. I want to say before you go is you talk, you talk about vocals, but you also talked about a very realistic center image and sound stage. It sounds like you want the most realistic. And I would say those, um, those Polk, uh, L L eight hundreds with SDA that might be, oh, yeah. yeah, they're, I, they're big. Yeah, I heard him talk about it, man. 6,000 a pair. Yeah. Yeah, the, yeah. So. so a little bit more. I do have I've have one set of um uh you know four standards I've had and um yeah for some reason just in my in my current situation um just kind of the aesthetics of the bookshelves and I've made the investment into a couple of SBS subs so I feel like I kind of want to try to stay bookshelf right now. Okay, I got you. Polk will bring those out in a bookshelf, uh, you know, maybe next year we, or we, whatever. We've been trying. I want trying. I want that too. <laughs> well, yeah, Jesse, thank, thanks for good. calling in, bro. All right. Thank you. All right. Yeah, let's... I appreciate it. I appreciate you guys. Thank you. And uh, keep it up. Thanks. All right. Thanks, Thank man. you, buddy. Take care. Have a good night. All right. Take care. Bye. All right, the, All right, you're guys. saying let David in. Come on, David. All right, <laughs> nobody else call in except David. Let's go. <laughs> Is that who we want hear. in here? Is that uh, I'm trying to look at the names here. There's a lot of you, names you have, here. David Stevens out there. David Stevens. I like his last name. Man. This is <laughs> this is your chance. Nobody else call in except David Stevens. <laughs> and now it's like quiet. Hey, Scott, yes, I have tried the Adantes with a single Iger, and I hate to break it to you. It just, the Adantes need more. They do. So you, you, got, you got to get two. Sorry. <laughs> All right. It looks like reading through the I, chat over here. <laughs> I'm looking through our missed calls during this last call, and there's this number that looks like it called in about 10 over times. And over and over and over. <laughs> I'm assuming that's him. He's probably, oh, all right. He's, he's calling. calling. He's all right. Calling now. Here we go. All right. I'm ready. Calling. All right. There. Oh, this is something. Where is it? Calling in. Well, I'm ready. I'm I'm ready here. We're just waiting. <laughs> this is cracking me up, man. I'm excited to hear what he has to say. Yeah, this is, I'm I'm curious. I mean, I the good thing is that we all have different opinions. We all have different knowledge and different experiences. And yeah. if you're afraid to listen and hear somebody out, then, you know, I think that's just real shallow minded and almost arrogant. You know what I mean? And so absolutely, man, Colin, we'd love to hear from you. I also love to argue. You do. You, you kind of. What? Joey, what are you talking Joey's about? a, Joey's a little bully. 
There it is. I see a number here. Answer. Uh-oh. Hello. All right. You are on the air, and Chana, you're muted for some reason. I don't know why. Uh-oh. Oh, there we go. How's it going? I can't hear him at all. Is this David? Is that better? Can you hear me now? Yes, I there can. You go. There you go. Right, this phone's crap. Um, nice to meet you all. How's it going? Hey, well, we, yeah, what's discuss, up? we discuss so much. It's really funny. Um, I built amps for Rockford Fosgate by hand back in the 80s. Yeah. Um, I met David Haffler and um, Jim Fosgate. By the way, he designed surround sound. Mm-hmm. Um, we were talking about Haffler? Did, did? No, well, so there was three guys. Okay. The first thing was called Haffler Pseudoquad. Mm-hmm. They called it Dynaquad. Yep, I'm all about Dynaquad. Uh, I know what that is, yes. Okay, um, Jim Fosgate did the same thing, but did it in the op amps, in the preamp stage. Okay. Okay, he just disconnected, he floated the ground, and did it in the preamp. Okay. Hmm. And um, it's called Dolby Surround. Jim Fosgate designed all that. Okay. Um, I do it with just two-channel stereo. The, the new stuff with all the delay and all the echoes, you'd be amazed what you heard if you took all that away and did it with just a true signal. Okay. Now, where you all are talking about how they come up with the center channel, um, I gave Ron a piece of paper that was David Haffler's original notes, and it shows how to do it. And it's amazing. Is it? Um, y'all got to try it. Can, y'all can- got to try it. Can you say, can you tell us in like a, a elevator pitch? You know what I mean? If I met you in an elevator, how would you describe how he did the center channel? Because it's, are you saying it's not just a sum of left and right and then uh, left oh, minus no. right? All right. What you do is in the back of the room, you take the right speaker positive and take to the back of the room and take the left speaker positive, and take it to the back of the room and you tie a speaker between those two wires. All right. Mm-hmm. Anything that's played left channel does not play in the back of the room. Anything that's right channel does not play in the back of the room. Only things that are equal in the front shows up in the rear. And by the way, it comes out out of phase in the rear. Mm-hmm. Okay. The best way is to put two speakers in the back of the room in series. And between those two speakers, run a wire back up front and type in the case of the amplifier i know that sounds crazy but i gave dave the drawing on that uh, wire that goes front to back you tie a speaker on that and it's just the opposite of what's in the rear of the room and that's where you get your center channel i oh. sent a man i sent all these drawings to him on uh, messenger y'all gotta see this it's amazing all right I hooked i'm, just, all I'm up. just now pulling it's that up yeah all right so here's my understanding let me just kind of back it up a little bit because you're saying some uh some stuff that's a little bit going over my head a little bit. You know, I have to visualize this. Maybe the graphs will help. But from my understanding of the Haffler Dynaquad circuit is you have left and right, right? So left has its minus and plus, and then right has minus and plus. And if you were to uh, if you were to take the plus, right, just simple. I'm going to keep this simple for a second. So if you were to take the plus and the plus on the other one, left plus and right yes. plus, then you get what Correct. this this like kind of like a left minus right. Now, 
depending on how you do that, you can get left minus right and then right minus left, right? Depending on how you do that. But let's just keep it simple and just say that when you connect positive and positive, you get this weird sound like as if you're, uh, you know, you're doing Chana karaoke, right? Where you don't hear the voice (laughs) because most of the time vocals are... Are, oh are, are right in the middle so a lot of times you'll hear yep. kind of just the ambient sounds right correct when, when you do that now that so when you're talking about extrapolating from a two-channel setup um that's one um way and i think in the original dolby pro logic uh setup what, what they did was they used that what we're saying left minus right and right minus left and then they added a delay to it on the rear speakers right that's why it's bad that's yep. why it screws up. Now, here's why. Let me explain why. Okay. Every frequency has its own timing. Okay? Depending on the frequency, the time the arrival time is wrong. So, you cannot make it correct. If you don't do the delay, if you run, it's hard to describe. You have to run a wire front to back in the room and tie the ground. Okay? If you put a potentiometer there and dial the ground up or down, then you can raise the center channel level up and down. So by the way, the center channel is everything that's not in the back of the room, which is all the vocals that you just described as not being in the back of the room. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Well, it sounds like, pro, it sounds trying, like pro logic not, minus not, delay, right? Right. So how do you get beyond five, 5.1 though? With that, well, you don't get discrete. There's no way. That's I, th- I think it's probably yeah. impossible. And that, I right? guess that was my point. Is that now we've got to the point to where we're using basically objects as opposed. And there's you know dedicated channels. You've got five point one, seven point one. Now when you add an Atmos, that's like a whole different thing. You cannot physically do that with two channels. So, right. uh, you know what's the, what's his name again? David. 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 Did you ever have a, a website or a uh, a forum post about all this because I remember hearing something about this before. Ever? Well, the thing, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I haven't really discussed it with a lot of people ah. because everybody's into this new, new thinking. Here's the problem with all the channels: the distance between all the speakers are all different in everybody's room. Mm-hmm. The distance from your ears all different. Mm-hmm. The Correct. distance from the speaker backwards to all the back walls are all different. Correct. So your arrival times are all wrong when they come back. You can't fix it. Yeah. If you do it with the original signal and it echoes off your actual room you're in, then it all comes back correct and it fixes all the problems. You can't do it synthetically with delay. It doesn't work. Um, so I've, I've tried it all. I'm, I've put it back like I did 30 years ago. I was amazed. So I could play music or movies with the same setup and it works. So here's a question. Uh, it, it, so here's I'm a question. The marketing team to sell stuff, guys. No, it's okay. I mean, here's a question for you though, right? Because you know you wanted to talk about this. So my question is this: What if I have some speakers in the rear that are 20 feet away, like way further than they should be? What if the left rear one is 20 feet away and then the right one is five feet away? Then what happens in this scenario? Because you're not you're not you're not, you're not, a, you're not ad- uh, adapting for any um, distance, any so you're delay. not using delays. So what happens in that scenario? You can't do it. The, the room has to be correct. has to be set up right. Your distance where you listen has to be at a two-thirds to one-third distance in the room. Yeah. All right? And uh, you, all the speakers have to be set up symmetrically. I see. Now, here's the problem with correction with 
like your uh, DSP. Um, everybody talks about how you can change the timing to where it arrives at your ear. That works. It arrives correctly. No matter where you're sitting, you can compensate. When it goes past you and hits the wall and comes back, it comes back at the wrong time because it's still reacting with your room. Sure. So that's uh, where I had scared death. Sure, but that's you, where you have to treatments it. help. You have to dampen the whole room and then send the delayed signal back uh, uh, synthetically too to fix that. Okay, I have another question that's for where you. I have another question, which is, uh, so you're yeah. saying that this sounds a lot better for what type of stuff? For two-channel stuff? For movies? What what does it sound better with? It works great on everything. Because uh, I, I can imagine that if, if the person who designed it, if the person who designed it wasn't using the setup that you're describing, right, then would it be, let's say, you know, would they, if they came, let's say Chana makes a, a mix, right? And he's not using the setup. And then he goes into your room and it's set up like that. Is he going to say, hey, that's exactly what I was intending? Is that what would happen? Actually, from a normal two-channel recording, all right? Here's the deal about the stereo thing. When they set up originally and put mics across the stage, yeah. they measure the distance left and right and have the distance from the walls and the back wall, all that's a two-thirds, one-third rule, mm -hmm. right? So when no matter where you're sitting in the audience, your arrival time from each one coming to your two ears um, gives you the illusion that you're in that spot in the room. All right. Okay. All right. It almost it's really sounds like well, I, I would love to see. Um, I'd love to see those. Um, those graphs, Ron. I don't know if you have those. Yeah. But you can actually yeah. put those up. Just to, it almost just because it's interesting. It's very interesting. Like. Different thought processes. I mean, I've been doing a Halfler setup since I was twelve, right? Yeah, when I had my, been... when my, I had an Iowa stereo, and I, you know, mm -hmm. I couldn't afford ProLogic, or I don't even know if the ProLogic Pro was out when I was twelve. But I would, I would do the plus and plus, and I'd put like some some speakers behind me, so you know, I'm familiar with yep. that, uh, with the Halfler setup, and that's actually here's something interesting that you might find interesting is they're actually kind of using that in those Polk SDAs, but yeah. instead of using sure, those as surrounds, they're actually using it to cancel, to cancel um, out the, sound, the, yeah. the sound that's coming out, uh, the going to the other. Correct. So it's interesting. The outside speakers on the SDAs are doing this. I love the use of uh, like simple means and, and physical methods to fix audio yeah, issues, so that's why I'm interested, you know? I truly am. And then, uh, yeah, Ron, can you pull those up? I'm trying right now. My computer is crawling. I'm trying. Okay, no worries. Well, we'll try to pull those up. I appreciate you uh, calling in and then just uh, email us more info. You know, and we can we can. I'm gonna explore this a little bit more and I'll play around with it. I used to do that sort of stuff with a car too, right? In my car setup, I used to do that sort of stuff. Try to figure right, out. You have to be careful. Yeah. The car amps are different. Yeah. Um, I worked at Gate and they invert one of the channels. So yeah. that way, it doesn't work. Well, you have to have common it ground is. in order for that to work a lot of times, too. No, right? no lamps do. Right. No lamps do anymore. So that way, they, they, uh, the positive and the negative are tied together. So we have your, your image up on the screen here. So diagram one is typical stereo setup, right? Wired normally. Diagram yeah. two is two speakers wired for mono with a passive surround. 
Okay. Hold on, two speakers. It's on my phone. Yeah, no so worries. Okay, I'm going off of memory. Two diagram two two speakers wired for mono passive sound. It looks like how I would uh, wire a, the rear speakers by themselves, right? Right. right. And, and the, so you this one. Uh, the, on diagram two, positive and negative tied together in the middle. Dynaquad <laughs> with a dyna, uh, uh, two speakers with a dynaquad resistor showing in three. So it looks like the same where you have plus That's and minus minus so plus in the back, and then you have a, a resistor. Yeah, you can dial it in, and it makes them more true uh, stereo or more um, reverb. Um, you get the mix that you want. All right. And then number four, number four is how you pull the snare channel. That's how, the, and this is exactly how they do it now, matter of fact, they do it in the preamp. And they do it uh, with processor. And I mean, I know it's, a, it's amazing what you can do with a processor. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, well, I, I have we have to take it, a, we have to take other calls here also. Yeah, but we'll look into this. I'll, I'll yeah, it's Thank good you. talking, and uh, I'll have to run this through uh, our We're resident great. expert Gene at Audioholics to see what those diagrams actually mean. All, All right. right. Thank you. Hey, take care. Have a great night. Thanks All for right. calling in. I have another. I have another person in the chat that says Carlos uh, Govea. Govea. I think he commented on my. Uh, on my video on the ELAC debut reference. And I think he said that he was disappointed in my review. And I responded that I was disappointed that he was disappointed. So <laughs> he says here, Hey Joe, no offense, but I guess I was expecting more from the references. Maybe not, he means the speakers himself. Like maybe yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Like, yeah. Maybe like, the sound of the speaker, like, not your review. Yeah. yeah. I, I wasn't sure what's what is. I it? mean, I was I was disappointed in your review, but I think he was talking about this. Wow, <laughs> flex capacitor Fun jabs tonight, man. Woo, yeah. these mutton chops. Hold on, you, we got another call here. Let's go. You let him host, and he just starts throwing blows. <laughs> All right, you are on the air. What's up? My video. Yeah, oh, you got to turn off your. You got to turn us off in the background because you we hear ourselves. I did. I Cool. I just did. Uh, cool. There you yeah, go. I'm, I'm, I'm actually calling from uh, southwestern Virginia. And your last your last caller kind of cranked me up because oh. uh, I'm an old guy, okay? And I don't know if you guys remember um, Quadraphonics. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. 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 Well, that's, that's what, what this guy was talking about is what this sounded like. When I was in the military... We used to take, I had Sherwin Vegas, and my, mm -hmm. my roommate had Jake Gels. Yeah. And we used to take my Sherwin Vegas, move them to the back of the room, mm. and the setup that this guy was describing was actually what I think we used to do. So you'd end up with literally uh, four, like, quadra surround sound. Mm -hmm. And speaker was independent that what came out of each speaker was independent of every other speaker but you had to put it in a in a square mm -hmm. uh but it, but we did it for fun we did it for you know for like parties and things like that sure. and uh but I, that's what it sounded like to me what this guy was talking about i don't know maybe i'm wrong i don't know anyway, i think you, you might kinda, be right. yeah. yeah yeah it could be man could like, be yeah quadraphonic I mean, they used to make recordings specifically to be played in this stuff, and then the, it kind of like died out in the seventies, which is what I'm, yeah. what I'm talking about. Back yeah. in the seventies, 
I've seen some of those uh, uh, those old Morantz quadraphonic uh, Morantz amps and stuff like that. I see those around. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Awesome, so, man. Anyway. All right. Well, so, cool. That's, that's Thanks for the I call, had, man. So. We appreciate it. All righty. Have a good one. Take care. Have a good one. Yeah, I know. I know that Michael was in college when Quadraphonic came out, so he probably can <laughs> talk about. <laughs> <laughs> kind of before my time, man. I mean, I know the term, and man, I, I was born in '75, so all right, so, a little bit before my time, man. I grew up in the '90s, man. Parties with the rap. Drugs. I have to do oh. my math. '75. All right, so uh, I'll have okay. to do a frequency Friday on what that guy's recommending and see what we can dig up. That'd be that'd be kind of yeah. fun to do. Mess around with it. Do some research, man. Yeah. Parties. Well, cool. I think we're we're good, right? Yeah. We made. Made some good time. I'm sure there are going to be a bunch of people who try to call in after we're done, but I think we're done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we can call. Hey, hey Ron, do me a favor and take away that call in with your questions banner. I know. I'm going to I'm gonna go ahead and put on do not disturb here. There you go. Or there forward. Go. I can forward all of them to Ron, too. That's another option. Should I do yeah. that? Let me let me give you a Chana's number real quick. And we can... <laughs> <laughs> oh, 24 seven, always there, always there for you. That's good stuff. Well, take us away. All right, guys, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Daily Hi-Fi Show. Really do appreciate y'all. Thanks for uh, hanging out with us tonight. Oh yeah. A little bedtime music before you lay your head down on your pillow. Let's stop. Every Monday we try to do this, guys, and so. <laughs> Everyone, man, I was ready to go to sleep, man. I'm, I'm, you got to give me, we got to ease into this, Michael. Ooh. We got to ease into this. So, every Monday, subscribe to all of our channels and uh, be on the lookout for the daily hi fi show. And you guys have your, a great night. Go get your bubble bath ready, get your bubble bath, get your bath bombs. I know that Michael's got oh, some bath yeah. bombs ready. Oh, yeah, lavender bath bombs. All right, guys, take care. Good night. Hey, man. Hey, guys. Bye, everyone.